Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. Because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 60, and we have a fun show planned for you. This is titled The 30 Day Sex Challenge. So, yes, we had sex for 30 days. And you're going to find out what happened. Oh, yeah. So much that happened. We can't wait to share that with you. But before we do so, let's just say a big shout out to our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Power and Mastery, the most complete sexual training for men to develop your stamina, boost your confidence and enhance your sexual abilities. So if you are ready to seriously change your sex life, go to powerandmastery.com and check it all out. All right, let's dive in. So actually, before we even get started, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that in the past we did a 30-day blowjob challenge, Mm -hmm. and that's where obviously Celine gave me a blowjob every day for 30 days, and we wrote down what happened each day and talked about, you know, how it was for both of us, and it was a lot of fun. So you. <laughs> <laughs> you had fun too, don't lie. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did have fun. And it's interesting because I had a different um like end results. I really enjoyed doing the blowjob challenge and I have to admit when the blowjob challenge was over, I was relieved and Kevin was like, oh no, it's my last day. I so sad. And I was like, oh, finally, you know, <laughs> <laughs> with the sex, with the 30 day sex challenge, I was feeling like, oh, it's over. It went by so quickly. So it actually was a little bit easier yeah, we, for me. We will get much deeper into <laughs> the differences between those two challenges. So, okay, let's start with why did we decide to do a 30-day sex challenge? Well, here's the truth. Our sex life just wasn't as active. I think we were down to about twice a week and maybe some weeks even just once a week. And that was a big no-no. We were noticing that we were just busy and working a lot and just not making it a priority as much to have sex. And so I think it really started from us talking after lovemaking, like, wow, this is so great. And uh, we just don't do it as often as we should. And I think I suggested, well, maybe... Maybe we should try a 30-day sex challenge. <laughs> yeah, and so that, that's, that's basically it. We just realized we were working too much and mm-hmm. we weren't making enough time to connect. And so, of course, this is the love lab, right? I mean, what better thing to do than to turn it into a challenge and then make it into a show? <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, it does add some extra motivation because, well, first of all, I'm super competitive. Um, and so knowing that I was going to have to come on air and talk about it. And so I had, you know, I had to collect data for you all listening, you know, it was really important. So that gave me extra motivation. Um, but it's, it's, it, it was just really fun to recommit to our love, recommit to our sex life and take really good notes. Um, because just like with the 30 day sex, um, the 30 day blowjob challenge, we created a 30 day sex challenge book. And so each day we wrote down datas. And if you're watching the video, you see, this is a little booklet where we wrote. Can you see? Yeah, 
30 days sex challenge. That's right. And so every day there, we, we there wrote... There are notes. Uh-huh, throughout the whole thing. So we each wrote what happened, uh, how we felt. Um, and then what was really fun was as we were prepping for this show today, we were going through it and we were getting some data out, extracting numbers of ejaculation and different things that you'll be all, you'll learn all throughout yeah, this we'll show. Talk about yes. That. So that was pretty fun to go back to it because it's easy sometimes to do a challenge. And what we notice, it's really easy to get caught up in life and Sometimes you don't really remember what happened. And just going through it quickly this morning to pull out the data, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I had this like thought. Oh, yes, this happened. And it was quite, quite fun. So it helps you to have that. And what's good for us is we are actually going to keep this um, little book because it's going to be a good inspiration for many years to come, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe the 30-day sex challenge part two. Who knows? We'll see. Well, we did think of a 365 days, but I, I don't know. It's, that, that, that's would a be, tough one. that would be tough. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but if anybody could do it, I'm pretty sure we could. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the ground rules for the challenge, mm-hmm. right? Because every challenge, there's rules. There's mm-hmm. certain things that you can and can't do within your challenge. So... For us, we like to keep rules uh, to a minimum because none of us, neither of us really like rules. <laughs> but there had to be some so that we could keep the integrity of the challenge, right? So our rules were there had to be penetration sex involved. So that means penis in vagina. <laughs> you know, somebody asked us um, towards the end, I was like, oh, what if it was anal? And I was like, well, I'm sure it would have counted. We just don't do anal. Very often, like we actually have never done penis inside my anus. We've done butt plugs and fingers, but just not penis. So it's just not our thing. Yeah. But it would have counted. Okay. But (laughs) for this challenge, it was only penis in vagina, penetration, and the second rule, and there's really only two rules here. The second rule is that that penetration had to be at least 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So not the overall sex, the actual penetration. There could be foreplay. There could be anything else. It's just that the rules were whatever the lovemaking was, it had to be at least 10 minutes of penis and vagina penetration. Mm -hmm. So pretty easy peasy. We uh, shook hands on it and uh, we signed up for it. Well, you know... (laughs) We felt like we were setting a really low bar, right? Because we're like, all right, 10 minutes, like we can do 10 minutes anytime, any day. That's no big deal. It's like we basically considered that barely even allowed to call it sex. Mm -hmm. Like that was kind of how we were looking at it. So during the challenge, we had some friends over for dinner and we were telling them that we were doing this 30-day sex challenge. And so then we explained to them the rules as we just did to you. And the woman said, 10 minutes of penetration? <laughs> In her mind, she was like, whoa, that's a long time. And, and what was funny was when I was describing it, I was like, well, you know, 10 minutes, it's not even really sex, honestly, at that short amount of time. But, <laughs> but she was definitely like, wow, that's a long penetration. Now, obviously, if you've been listening to the show, we talk about this all the time that, you know, we know the average, depending on which study you look at, man ejaculates in three to five minutes or five to seven minutes. In either case, yes, they are all, at least the studies that that we've read, are under 10 minutes. 
So speaking of ejaculation, I think it's a good segue into talking about it. Because when people are thinking, wow, you had sex for 30 days. Oh my gosh. Like, wow, what a stallion. Um, Yes, you are a stallion. (laughs) You are amazing. And we do not practice ejaculation every time. And so that's one of the data points that we collected. But just so you know, when we have sex, we don't have ejaculation. That means for us, sex is done when we feel complete. And very often, Kevin will pull out with a throbbing rock hard erection. And that's the end of our sex. It's not an ejaculation. It's not a lip dick. It's just we are complete. And there's a pulling out and we just let it be. And usually we snuggle or, well, if I was extra juicy, we wipe off a little bit. There was a nice little ritual that we created where I would get a little washcloth and I would put warm water and then I would just like like wipe your penis and your balls and get you all nice and then we'd like snuggle up. And that's kind of how we would do it. Yeah, and so, you know, these subjects come up quite often in our shows. <laughs> <laughs> and and so as I was saying before, you know, we were saying, oh, well, 10 minutes is like barely sex. And then, of course, you're bringing in the fact that, you know, there's uh, very few ejaculations throughout that. Mm-hmm. These are things that a lot of times when we have these conversations with people, they're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually hard for them to even comprehend, one, that that's short sex, And two, that you don't have to, as a guy, ejaculate. And Mm so, you know, my advice to any men that are listening is that if you really, like, if you really want to be good in bed, you have to learn to last more than 10 minutes and you have to learn how to separate your orgasm from your ejaculation. This is the only way a woman's ever going to say you're an amazing lover. Mm. I mean, yeah, you can have other tricks. You can be like, oh, wow, he's amazing with his digits. And, oh, he's great with his tongue and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But, but, and this has been our experience with every woman that we've talked to. It's not that they say that the other, the other guys are bad. It's not that they're like, oh, he's terrible in bed. But the way they describe somebody who's good when they're just kind of like, oh, they do a lot of oral or a lot of fingers and then they have super short penetrative sex, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, we had good sex or I enjoyed that or that was great. Until they tell you about somebody they had really great penetration sex with and then they're like, oh, my God, that was amazing. It was like the best sex of my life. Like the difference you hear, even if they say they were both good sex, Mm -hmm. the difference really is dramatic. And in my experience, I, I've had a lot, I've received lots of like uh, fingering sessions of like sexual healing and work that was done. And with Kevin, we use his penis for sexual healing. And what I've noticed is there is a difference. There is something different from when it's just a finger, it's not the same than when there is a penis. And there is a connection and a communication that happens between the vagina and the penis. And there is a depth of connection and intimacy. And there is a ability to go deeper than you ever think is possible. And to in my experience, it has only happened with penis inside vagina, uh, not with fingers, even though I've had like amazing G-spots release and orgasm through fingering. And f- from a lot of women that I've spoken to, they have a similar experience. Now, 
Again, it is my experience. Maybe that's not true for you, but keep that in mind because I know for a lot of men, they go like, oh, I just want to get really good at making these tricks. And I think you don't really need tricks. You really need to use your body and know how to move energy and how to really be comfortable with your body. And that's really how you can go to higher levels. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, we teach all of these things in our online courses. So we have uh, in our um, Master Your Ejaculation, we teach you how to separate them, um, which will help you last longer. We also teach that in Sexual Mastery a little bit, kind of we, we take it to the, the next mm-hmm. step further from what we teach you in the uh, Master Your Ejaculation. So, you know, if you're listening and you want to know how to really be awesome like that... We can help you. We can help you. <laughs> but that that's not really the focus of this, but it, it was just sort of important because... When you're talking about, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about some of the different lovemaking sessions we've had, you have to understand, you know, what the rules were and then, you know, how we went usually, not usually, but many times above and beyond the rules. Like, because, <laughs> and, and it's, you know, it's funny because uh, I feel like I don't have to give it that much sort of uh, 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 preface, right? Uh-huh. Like, I don't need to, but when you try to have these conversations with people, and you're explaining this, they're giving you the deer in headlights look because they're not comprehending in their brain how what you're telling them is possible. Mm-hmm. So we just had to lay, lay that out a little bit. So what did we learn? Um, of course, we want to dive into each one of us's experience, but I think we, I'd like to mention a few things. So one of the first thing is, <laughs> well... We learned that, you know, we weren't always in the mood. And like we always say, you don't have to be in the mood. You can create the mood. And I think that was a huge one to realize that it really all happens in your mind. And if you you have no choice, when you've committed to doing 30 days, whether you want it or not, you're doing it. And you can't listen to your monkey mind telling you, oh, I'm not in the mood or I would rather do this. So that's, it's like, it doesn't matter. You're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was number one. And number two, what we started to notice is the more frequently we did it, the easier it was to get in the mood. So um, what is that saying? Like whatever you don't use, you lose, right? (laughs) And so I think with sex, it's the same where if you don't really have sex, you don't feel so sexual anymore or your sex drive can go lower. But if you start having sex, you start to want it more, have a higher sex drive, higher libido. So it's it's a very interesting dynamic to observe. Yeah. And you know, it just so happens, and this was total coincidence, but it just so happens that when we decided to do this challenge, like my work got super busy, like really kind of actually overloaded with work to the point where I was like, I don't know how I can even work this many hours in a day to get it all done. So I was feeling very stressed and very tired at the end of the day, which is not very conducive to getting an erection and having sex. (laughs) (laughs) Fortunately, getting erection is not an issue that I have. So, you know, I could be half dead and I'd still have a boner. But <laughs> um, but the motivation factor was different. Mm-hmm. I mean, some days I was so tired that the idea of... of uh, Having motivated. to make, yes, having yeah. to have sex and you're like, ooh, I don't think so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, so that that was a little trickier for me. But as you were as you were correctly saying, you know, the cool thing is is that um, you don't really have to be in the mood. Mm-hmm. And the literally the the more that you do it, the easier it is. Yes, absolutely. Now I was finding in the beginning. 
like especially the first seven days, each day built upon the day before it. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. I'm like, let's get it on. I'm ready to fuck, you know, like. I remember you like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So we had that and other things. Um, One thing that I realized too was that I had less of that, oh, I need to fuck type thing. And I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of men listening can relate to that, you know, when it's like, I really have to make that happen. And um, because I knew that I was going to to have sex, I knew that it was happening. So I had less fixation of oh, this needs to happen, and I was more like, hey, it's okay. Like my, I feel good. I'm not overly like um, with high sex drive, with not knowing what to do with myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was that. And then I had a few little things of, I call these my pearls of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there were only a few pearls this time. <laughs> um, one of these is this. What I realized is that sex is not something that you do. It's something you experience. And when you really realize that and you you understand that it's not something that you do. It's not a performance-based experience. It becomes something that you are simply present for and present with and something that you experience. It absolutely changes how you experience that sex. And so that was one of the pearl of wisdom. And then I realized that one of the key to really amazing sex has a lot to do with your ability to be in your heart and open your heart. And I'm a very heady person and a lot of things that turn me on is to talk, is to have different things like that that happen. And Sometimes when you just talk, you can get stuck in just that headspace. But what I've noticed, there was a correlation to the times we had fantastic sex versus just what we call mellow sex. Um, it was all about how open I was in my heart, how, how willing I was to be fully vulnerable, to be seen and that made a difference and these were my two massive uh, takeaway I would say from the experience so um, I don't know if we're ready for some of the data what do you think Kevin oh yeah let's just jump into the data okay and then I want to hear about your experience and my experience I'm sure everybody's like oh yeah we want to read a little bit of um, of like what happened, right? (laughs) (laughs) So some of our data here is, um, okay, let's talk about ejaculation. So we had ejaculation, we had, Kevin had free ejaculation. So he had sex 30 times and he had two blowjobs. Oh yeah, one thing, you had a little less blowjobs in that month. You only got two blowjobs. Yeah, I know. That was, that was a little sad. (laughs) (laughs) next challenge i expect you to do a little better on that one (laughs) (laughs) yeah right um so he had free ejaculation number uh, ejaculation on number day seven 
on day 15 and on day 25. So that's about one a week or one every 10 days. <laughs> and so I think it's good to realize that because in uh, the Taoist uh, philosophy and teachings, they really tell you the older you get, the less frequently you should be ejaculating. They do tell you that, but I have a different take on this. Um, and this is something I've thought about a lot uh, over the years. And so there's, there's this idea, and they, they have an actual uh, chart that you mm-hmm. can look at like, based on your age. And mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> I believe now that it all has to do with energy level. Mm-hmm. Because when you do ejaculate, especially if you haven't taken the time to build the energy throughout the experience, it can be depleting. Mm -hmm. And if you do that enough, then you can wind up feeling super depleted. Mm -hmm. You can wind up feeling really low energy, tired. You could even end up compromising your immune system. Mm -hmm. And so I understand from that point of view what the Taoists are talking about. Now, I've been aware of this chart for many years now, and I've gotten to observe myself over a couple of decades, uh, especially sort of pivotal decades where things are changing in in the body, and see how that relates to the Mm -hmm. chart. And what I found is this, is that even though I choose not to ejaculate very often, um, it's not because some chart tells me that I have to. It's not because some chart says you are this old and you're only supposed to ejaculate this many times. And I know plenty of other guys who are my age or even older who ejaculate pretty frequently. And so what I've realized is it's all about your energy level. If you are healthy and you are vibrant and you are strong, you work out, you're in good shape, you eat well, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people just have naturally high energy and mm-hmm. some don't. But the idea is that don't worry so much about how old you are or what the chart says. It's really based on how fit you are and what your energy level is like. You know, I mean, I, I've seen people in their 60s who were running circles around 30-year-olds. Mm-hmm. You know, they're lean, they're ripped, they got tons of energy, they never stop going all day long. Like somebody like that, yeah. They don't have to worry about it. But your average 60-year-old who's overweight, who doesn't exercise, who eats poorly, you know, that is something that they would have to, to, consider. to consider. Now, the final point I would make on that also is that a lot of it also has to do with the energy you cultivate during the lovemaking. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I find that if we have, you know, what we consider short lovemaking, you know, 10, 15 minutes, if I were to choose to ejaculate... I would feel kind of tired afterwards. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we have a more normal 30, 45 hour, hour and a half, Mm -hmm. um, when we're done with that session, I am energized. Mm -hmm. In fact, sometimes I don't even lose an erection. Now, that's something that usually only happens when you're 20. (laughs) (laughs) Not when you're more than double that, (laughs) right? So the idea that, that you could one last that long, then choose to ejaculate, and then still have an erection, and even keep making love if you want, it's all because of the energy level. Mm-hmm. It's because you build so much energy during that lovemaking session mm-hmm. that there's just like, not only are you not depleted, you're buzzing. 
Yeah, and that requires the two of you to not chase orgasm because if she chases orgasm then um, and goes straight for the first level, it's also not going to cultivate, cultivate this really high energy that you're talking about. So I want to make sure that both our um, women listener and male listener are like, yes, I get it, that it's our responsibility for each one of us. So another really interesting data point, I had a lot of fun going for this, is <laughs> we had... Okay, we had something that we called, I called it, the best sex of the century. <laughs> yeah. So I realized, okay, we had this like most amazing sex, best sex of the century once out of 30 times. And so then I looked into the data and I categorized it. We had um, mellow sex, great sex, and best sex of the century. So we had mellow sex 21 times. So I think it's really important for people to understand that because people expect to have mind-blowing sex every single time. We only had like mind-blowing sex, really great sex seven times. And then like this best sex of the century, which is way better than mind-blowing sex, once. That means only eight of these times, really, right? And it's... It's important to understand that because people have expectations that it should always be amazing. Yeah, that's the big takeaway is that, yeah, so many people think that every time they have sex, it has to be amazing or it has to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so it was really interesting by going through these stats is that, yeah, it was different. Like most of the time, and of course you're having sex every day, most of the time at the end of the day because you're tired and, you know, it's been a busy day. Most of it was what we would consider mellow sex. Mm -hmm. Somewhere between 10 and 20 minutes mm -hmm. of kind of slow, just mellow sex. Mm -hmm. Still great, by the way. Yes. And then seven times... We're like in the, oh, that was great sex, mm -hmm. Get like screaming, orgasming, you know, female ejaculation and mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, yeah, that was great. Um, and of course, you realize that seven times uh, over the course of an entire month. It's like a, a third. Yeah, it's almost, less, yeah. it's almost. Well, actually, I made a mistake. It should be eight times in nine to go to 30. So basically we had, we have the best sex of the century. It's like nine times of like really great sex and the rest was mellow sex. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, that's uh, several times a week of having great sex <laughs> and then filled in with some very nice sex. <laughs> well, I just thought it was good data because, again, it changes how you approach. If we hadn't had sex that often, I also think that the fact that we went to such high level and had the best sex of the century is because we were practicing daily. And you don't get to these places if you have sex sporadically. And that's really also important to remember because if you only have sex every now and then once a month or once a year, you, it's going to be too difficult to get to these places. And it's okay to have times where it's not like totally mind-blowing. It's just nice and connecting. Yeah. And so the, the point is, and, you know, I, maybe there are some people out there who say, well, you know, like maybe, maybe one in every 10 is great sex and, uh, <laughs> you know, a few are mellow sex and the rest are kind of like, eh not so good like because we kind of hear that from people mm. the point is just that um there's a there's a range mm -hmm. and don't expect it to always be a certain way mm -hmm. so, you know in some in some people's sex life where they're currently at at the moment maybe some of them really aren't good mm -hmm. and then maybe some of them are good and then maybe every once in a while there's a great one mm -hmm. point is just that it's going to vary yes um fortunately for us it varies from the good to like out of this world mm -hmm. chart so we're we're 
we're, we're, we're fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we wanted to be really vulnerable yeah. with you and share all the raw data because I think that's how we can really connect with, with all of you and, and that it makes it more human. We don't want you to think that we're superhumans and just have this mind-blowing sex all the time. So I'd love to share with you a little bit about my journey because I'm just wanting to talk and then you can do yours, Kevin. How does that sound? <laughs> well, great. Go for it. Okay. We're so take a break. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, when we started... I, even though I'm the one who um, suggested we did this challenge, I wasn't all hesitant to commit to it. We did. We said we were doing it, and then we really only committed to it. I think on day two or three, um, and it was like I noticed that within myself, I had a little reluctance because I was a concern. Like, what if I'm not in the mood? I don't want it to become a chore. I don't want to end at the end of my 30 days and be like, I hate sex. I don't want it again. So I had this fear, but then I decided, well, what the heck? Uh, the only way uh, is through, so I'm just going to do it. And, um, you know, it was a very interesting challenge because we had sex when I was bleeding. And sometimes, most of the times when I'm bleeding, we take at least a day or two off on the heavier day, heavier flow. And this time I had to have sex when I was bleeding. And I realized that it can be very pleasant too. It's very important to listen to what your body wants and needs. And I was like, okay, I want to be in that position or this kind of sex. And I really stayed in tune. You know, it never was like something I didn't like. Sometimes I was just like, oh my gosh, this is hard. But it still, it was, it forced me to be in touch with my body. And it was great to see that oftentimes I put roadblocks and it's all myself. It's all in my head. Another really cool thing that I noticed is that... Um, I I like different things, not just the in and out. So we tried different types of sex. So we had one where we had this like vibration. And I said, wow, vibrations feels amazing, even be better than pounding and thrusting. It's like we both ejaculated. <laughs> <laughs> so we were playing. Simultaneously. Simultaneously. That's true. We were, we were playing with that. And that was really cool. Another really cool takeaway was that I realized that, that one evening that if I didn't have to have sex, I would have watched a video or a documentary, like, you know, spend time on YouTube. And because we had to do that, we reprioritized. And I realized it was in my face how many times I choose something maybe meaningless over things that matter. Okay, this is a huge, huge point that needs to be reiterated here. Mm-hmm. So many people tell us that they don't have time. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, if they think that 10-minute sex is long, you got 10 minutes. You've <laughs> always got mm -hmm. 10 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the real takeaway here is that um, it's all about priorities. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, do you prioritize watching your weekly TV series mm -hmm. over connecting with your partner and making love? We don't. We've always prioritized the other way around. We generally make uh, sex and connecting number one, which is why we have scheduled date nights and, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But what this showed us was like, yeah, how many other times, even though we have our like scheduled dates and all, do we go, ah, let's do this and mm -hmm. let's do that. And we prioritize other things. And mm -hmm. so if you think you don't have time, you do change your priorities. That's good, Kevin. You know, 
I'm just browsing through the book here and reading a few things and definitely some of the cool stuff, you know, we tried different positions. We were trying to be creative. Sometimes we were so not in the mood. I had to like get put on sexy underwear, like try to make things work and it always worked. And even when Kevin was exhausted and I had to maybe work a little bit at getting him hard and it's like, yeah, you take responsibility. And if one, one good thing is oftentimes if I was tired, he wasn't when he was tired, I wasn't. So one one would just pick up, would be like, yeah, I'll do the work tonight. I'll write you. I'll, I'll do most of the work. I'll get you in the mood. I'll massage you. I'll, I'll, I'll blow you. I'll, you know, <laughs> whatever, right? Uh, and, and then it's like, now you're more in the mood. And we took turns. It wasn't like, oh, I gave you a blowjob last night. So now it's your turn. I was like, oh, you're tired. Let me help you get in the mood. So we're a team. Yeah. And it really actually worked out exactly like that. Every time I was just super exhausted, you were like, I've got energy. I'll go for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and every time you were like, I'm super exhausted, I'm like, I got plenty of energy. <laughs> I want to fuck tonight. Yeah. And I think one of the last thing would be for me before I um, give the mic to Kevin was also like, I, I definitely felt more, um, maybe more wet throughout. Like, it seems like, you know, we talk about the constant state of arousal. So we were constantly cultivating, putting energy. And I feel like I never went too much down into like, oh, it took forever to get me in the mood because we never had time to kind of like lose the energy. So that was a nice uh, bonus side effect for me. Yeah. Well, what we noticed with that too is like, it never really takes you that long to get going and get in the mood. But, you know, sometimes it can take a few minutes here mm-hmm. or there. And what we noticed is that the, the longer the challenge went on, the faster you were ready. Yes. I was out of my head and into my body. Yes. Yeah. Like like on certain occasions, it was like, okay, well, uh, you know, it's super late. We got to have sex right now before we go to bed. And it's like, boom, you're ready. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, that, that didn't take anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so what about you, Kevin? Uh, tell us about your experience. And Okay. So my experience... <laughs> I personally had a great 30-day blowjob challenge. <laughs> and I love sex, so I figure 30-day sex challenge, no fucking problem. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> um, I really, though, I wasn't, in the beginning, I wasn't really sure how I would feel about it, you know, 20 days in, uh-huh. 25 days in. But my experience was in the first week, it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were having sex every day. It was good sex. It was awesome. And then the workload hit. Uh-huh. And then it became really hard to balance everything. Yes. But I think it helped us, right? I think it helped us cope. I think it did too. It, it, what's funny is I was so tired, it felt like this was one more thing to do. And yet, once I started doing it, I think it actually did help with the stress. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping, and that, this is one reason why I might be ready for a round two, but I was kind of hoping to, to do the experiment when I wasn't so overwhelmed with work stuff, mm. because I'd be curious to see if I could keep that, what I experienced in the first week, mm. past that a week, you know, mm. like, can I really carry that same energy, enthusiasm and desire to fuck every day <laughs> like I had in the first week? Uh-huh. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. So, you know, there was, there was sort of a middle point in the challenge for me where I was really quite tired, mm-hmm. but even still, I was always happy, always happy to do it. Never do had... Me. Yeah. <laughs> Never had a problem getting it up. I mean, I could be half passed out in the in in the bed and 
cock is rock hard and you're on it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's awesome. Um, What else? What else? Do you have any regrets or things that didn't work? I know you were hoping for a day of having sex twice. You only had blowjob and sex. Yeah, there were there were a couple of days during the challenge. Thank you for reminding me where I totally wanted to have sex more than once a day. I was like, we'd have sex in the morning and like, all right, yeah, let's do a midday like afternoon or let's have sex again tonight. And in the beginning, and this was mostly in the beginning, I know you had a little fear. You were like, oh my God, like, I don't know if my pussy can handle no, that No, 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 it wasn't sex. my pussy. It was my energy. I was like, I don't want to war- warm myself out. Like, I was like, I want to make sure that I can, but not physically, like energetically. I was like, if I have sex twice and it's like 31 day sex challenge. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. If it's within 24 hours, it's just one day. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's not how I was perceiving it, so... Right, right. <laughs> well, definitely throughout, there were a few days when I would have been happy to have sex more than once a day. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> so all in all, I had a very positive experience with it, and I thought it was great. I thought it even taught us some things, mm-hmm. like, you know, if we hit another patch where our sex life is kind of slowing down, whether it's due to work stress or complacency or anything else, we know exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. We know that we just have to say, okay, let's do it no matter how we feel, Mm -hmm. no matter what mood we're in, because I know as soon as we do, we'll be in the mood. Mm -hmm. And when we're done, we're going to go, oh, thank God we took the time to do that. Absolutely. That That was probably the biggest takeaway. And that it's all up to us to make it happen. And it's nothing from the outside. It's all in our head. And, and that probably is the best place to end this episode, which is that like everything else in this world, it is all an inside job. If you want to have a great sex life, it starts from within, within your own body and within your own mind. So we challenge you to go for 30 days of sex, whether or not you have a partner. Commit to 30 days of masturbation or 30 days of lovemaking with somebody else or a combination of both and see how different your life becomes. Yes. (laughs) All right, everybody. That's all the time we have for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we will see you next time. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.